Welcome to today's podcast. The topic is five numbers to increase your profits. I'm Louise and this is Diane. And Diane, you should know all about this because you've got a presentation on this tomorrow, haven't you? I have, yes. So tomorrow night I'm doing a masterclass for the DCBN on the five numbers that you can improve in your business that will give you at least 60% more profit. I think we all need that. Yeah, we all want more profit. But you've got quite a few presentations coming up, haven't you? Yeah, so I'm speaking at the um, Zen Made Maid Service Success Summit next week. Um, and I'm going to be speaking on building a business that works without you. So I'm going to talk through how you can systemize your business um, so that it works so you don't have to. So, yeah, so lots going on. And then, of course, we've got our workshop in September where I'm actually going to be covering these five numbers in more detail. So, um, yeah, lots going on. And I believe you've got 150 ways. What, what are they, ways, tips? Ways yeah. to improve your profit? Strategy. Yeah, but over 150 strategies for improving the five numbers that give you over 60% more profit. And I'm going to be sharing all 150 at the workshop in September. I'm going to be sharing a few tomorrow night in the masterclass. And we'll, I'll share a couple of um, tips on the podcast as well, just as a little freebie for everybody. I love it. And and I think people think of profit as a bit of a bad thing sometimes, don't they? There's a bit of a, a stigma about, oh, you know, I'm not in it to make a profit. Well, you should be. Yeah, it's interesting. And, and actually, I've had a conversation with somebody in, in one of the, the Facebook groups earlier today, which is, I don't want to make loads of money. I just want to make a little bit. Like That's absolutely fine. But be sure you are making a little bit, because if you're not focused on the profit, it's very easy to actually be making a loss or be cleaning yourself to supplement your business, um, even when you've got a team in place. And sometimes people aren't that aware of the numbers. Um, And so which is why I like to focus on these five numbers only. They're, They're the most important numbers in your business, in my opinion, if you want to grow and if you want to make a profit. But it's only five numbers. so It's not as scary. When we talk about profit, because I think this isn't talked about enough, I love a good talk about money. Actually, can I tell you a story? I um, last week I was talking to one of my staff, and um, they said, "Oh, you know, I've got a bit of debt." And I said, oh, "How much?" They went, "I don't want to tell you." And I was like, "Why would you not tell me? We talk about money all the time. It's not normal to talk about money, is it?" No, it's. I think we're all a bit. I don't know whether it's a British thing of you know. Oh, it's it's not it's not polite to talk about money. I don't know. If you're in business, you have to be focused on the money because if you're not focused on the money, then you might not be making a profit. You might not be aware of that. And quite frankly, if you're not in business to make money, then go get a job because it's far easier. It's much much easier to have a job. So give me some numbers. How much money should I be making? Well, <laughs> that's a vague question that we get asked all the time. Yeah, I think we probably talked about this on a previous podcast, didn't we? It kind of depends on what you want. You know, are you, you know, if you're a solo cleaner, then really, you know, it depends how many hours you want to work. And if you've got a team, you need to be making enough profit to make it worth the hassle. And actually, I think that number kind of depends on you and your lifestyle and what you're looking for, you know. As you know, I'm all for an easier life when it comes to my business, which is why I'm talking next week for Zen Made about building a business that works without you. But I'm prepared to sacrifice a bit of profit in order to have that freedom. I would rather make less profit and have more of a life. Whereas some people were like, no, no, I'm happy working in the business, in which case they should be making more profit. So it depends is the short answer. <laughs> okay, right. So come on, let's get straight onto it, Diane. So do you, you want to know what the five what numbers are? Go on then, go on. 
So I'll try and explain it. It's, it's, it's a fairly simple formula, but I'll try and explain it. So the problem with wanting to increase your profits is you can't actually directly increase your profit. You can't just go, oh, there's my profit. I can just increase it because it's actually a, a formula based on five numbers in your business. Um, and so the five numbers that I want everybody to work on and to really focus on and to measure in your business and improve are, first of all, the first number is the number of leads that you generate. So inquiries, basically client inquiries, number of leads that you generate. You start measuring that number. It's also important to measure where they're coming from, but at least measure how many leads come into your business. Then you can work on generating more if you want to grow your business. But then the most important number after the number of inquiries that you get is your conversion rate. So how many of those inquiries do you convert into clients? So if your conversion rate is, say, 95%, it probably means you're not charging enough. <laughs> you shouldn't be converting every inquiry. Even if you're great at sales, you should not be converting every inquiry. It might mean that you need to put your prices up. So, But if you measure that conversion rate, you can at least then, if you know you want 10 more customers and you know what your conversion rate is, you then know how much marketing you need to do in order to get those 10 new customers, if that makes sense. Now, quick question. How do you track these numbers? So it's, we use a CRM. So we log every inquiry that comes into the business and it gets put into our CRM. We log where they came from um, and then we log whether they converted or whether they declined or you know became active clients or not. And so that allows us to calculate it quickly for us. But you know what? You can do this in a spreadsheet. Every time you get a phone call or an email or a Facebook message, just either put it in a notebook to start with if you're out and about or stick it straight into a spreadsheet and just start creating a list. First of all, it'll help you build a database, which is really good in terms of remarketing to people, but also it will allow you to at least track how many people are actually inquiring into your business and therefore whether your marketing strategies are working. And also it's going to be really good because if slash when the market changes because right now we're flooded with customers if the market changes and I suspect look at the economic signs it might change soon guys but anyway um then you've got a database to people that were looking for cleaners whether they went to someone else and if if it's in six months or a year's time they often change their cleaners they do yeah so yeah that's the other reason for building you're building a database and then you can yeah, you can market to them or sell them one-offs or whatever. Or if you've got a, a swap free and you want to fill it, you've got people that you can message about it. So, yeah, so really simple. And those are the first two numbers. The number of leads you generate and your conversion rate basically then gives you your number of customers that you, you have or that you can, you can acquire. Then you look at how much those customers spend with you. So is that you know, £20 an hour, is that £15 an hour, is that £25 an hour, you know, whatever it is for your business, how much does, on average, a customer spend with you for each clean? Do they, they don't, you don't want the hourly rate, do you? You want to know they're spending £60 with me or exactly, they're spending £80 exactly. with me. Yeah, and, and that's why it's sort of slightly different for every business because we're all charging different amounts. But in our business, we know, we actually measure it on how many hours they have rather than how much they spend, if that makes sense. You can do it either way. But our average customer is, I think it's 2.8 hours a week, you know, because bearing in mind, this is averaged out. But lots of people have different rates. Exactly. So they would want to know the average spend. But anyway, exactly. anyway. So how much on average a client spends for each clean? OK, then the next number is how many times they 
have the cleaner. So how many visits they have. And you can do this quarterly or yearly or whatever, however you want to measure it. So that might be if you've got lots and lots of fortnightly customers, they're probably only spending between 20 and 26 times a year with you having those number of cleaning visits. Or it might be that you go to somebody twice a week. So they'll be obviously more often. So it's kind of, but it's important that you measure the number because if you know what you are now, then when you use some of the strategies that I have to improve that number, you know that it's increasing and that, you know, what you're doing is working, if that makes sense. So these are your four numbers so far. Number of leads, your conversion rate, then gives you your number of customers. How much they spend and how often, then gives you your turnover, your sales figure for either the quarter or the year or how, you know, how long a period you're measuring. Does that make sense so far? I'm with you, Daya. I'm with you. I think everyone else is too. Hopefully. <laughs> God, okay. Give us the last the final, one. <laughs> the fifth number that you need to measure is your profit margin. So you've got you've you've come up with your sales figure now, whatever that is. But now you need to know what the actual profit margin is in there. And every business will be different. Some people might not be making any profit at all when they realize that when they're doing the numbers. But hopefully you're making a profit, whether that's 10%, 20%, 30%. If you're a solo cleaner, you might be making even more than that. But you need to know what that number is. Again, so you've got a starting point. And then we can apply some strategies to help you improve it. And the, the sales figure times your profit margin gives you your profit. Yeah, and, and when when you talk about this, thing. you're going to have slides and things, aren't yes, you? <laughs> I, I, I show it in a formula. It's it's a lot harder on a podcast to explain the the formula, um, but it, it works really well. But the most important thing is actually the strategies that you can use to improve those. So we chatted beforehand, didn't we, Louise? And we thought we'll have a look at improving conversion rates. So, i.e., converting those leads into clients. So we'll look at. <laughs> strategies that you can work on to improve your conversion rate and then because we all like a good profit is let's have a look at the strategies that we can use to improve profit margins okay tell (laughs) us how we're going to convert haven't we done we do an awful lot on conversion and because we've worked really hard both of us on conversion looking so easy there are some really quite um by the time you get to our scripts, which we've just released, haven't we? One of the scripts. Yeah. Um, when you look at our sales scripts, there is some quite complicated. Uh, I teach NLP, neurolinguistic programming, and there's some real NLP in there in all of our sales scripts. But anyway, I'm going to let you hand you the uh, the control here. And interestingly what are we enough, talk about? Um, two of the strategies that you can use to improve your conversion rate is to have sales scripts. <laughs> and use key questions and you know those temperature checking questions you know how does that fit with what you had in mind all the things that Louise and I have talked about before and, and that you know we do in our training is is about having those sales scripts in place but also maybe you know having some you know getting some extra sales training you know that's all that's a strategy in itself whether it's you getting sales training or if you've got a team member doing it for you are you training them you know we have sales training videos and sales training manager manuals for our team so that I know you know my manager does all our sales now because I've trained her to do it how I know it works so yeah definitely sales skills are you know two of the key strategies um the other the other things you know testimonials that's a really good 
conversion rate strategy because it's social proof, isn't it? So if you have testimonials from clients, whether they're on Google, whether they're on Facebook, whether they're on your website, when people are looking and finding you, they're instantly seeing that social proof and that starts the process of converting them. So, you know, actually having testimonials is a a really good conversion rate strategy. You know, I'm so lazy with this. We totally don't have enough, but then most of our work comes from recommendations. So I'm like, oh, I know it works. I know it's out there, but yeah, definitely need it online. Yeah. And the other thing as well, and, and, I, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that you do this when you're doing your sales appointments, whether they're on video or, or over the phone or in person, is actually asking for the sale sometimes, you know, and, and I, 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 See this a lot from people where they might sort of they go along to the sales appointment, they've looked around the house, they've already got an idea in their mind how much it's going to be, and they'll leave the house without the sale because they don't want to face a no. <laughs> so they'll they'll I'll I'll email you a quote. And and for me, especially in domestic cleaning, that's kind of, it's not cowardly is probably a bit too harsh. It's more, I know it's we all none of us want to be rejected, <laughs> but actually. Be ready to take the sale there and then assume that they're going to sign up with it there and then have the paperwork that you need with you. Just go for it. <laughs> so I do it slightly differently. So mine are done online. So I've got the paperwork. I've filled it all in. And I'm like, right, I'm going to email this over to you. But do you want me to leave this as a quote or should we arrange a date here and now? Exactly. So simple. Yeah. I'm and not asking. I'm like, do you want a date? Yeah, that's very different to I'll send you a quote by email and then they don't reply and you're too scared to follow it up. And, you know, it's 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 just avoidance, really. And like I said, I know I know why we do it, but actually having a policy in place that I'm always ready to make the sale there and then, like I said, especially in domestic cleaning. You know, you walk away with their house keys and their alarm codes and, you know, it's all sorted, isn't it? Um, or even over the phone, like you say, just ask. So. I think it's quite interesting when, because um, I work a lot of it with people that are learning to sell. And actually, one of the biggest problems is they don't believe in their own service. Um, and it's not even they can't sell. And, and you know, I've probably been in this before. You know where it's all going a bit wrong. I like to say it's never happened, but it has. It's all going a bit wrong. You've had like four complaints that week. You try going out and selling yourself as a premium company with that in the back of your mind. And particularly if you are having a bad week or a staff member quit or anything like that, it's really hard to believe in yourself. Yeah, no, I get it. And I suppose that's where the sales script and kind of knowing that this is how you do it, you can kind of almost go into auto mode a little bit. And um, so that actually, rather than having all those, all that anxiety before the sales appointment, whether it's on the phone or in person, which is where we end up avoiding it because it's like awkward. You've got a script there. You just, it's like by numbers then. It doesn't mean that you're not passionate about your business or that you're not really friendly, but you might need that sort of comfort blanket, I suppose, of a script and that training to know that you can do it. No matter what drama that's going on in the office, you're like a swan, just <laughs> sailing into sailing the house. Sailing away like crazy. <laughs> yeah. Some of mine, I get, I'm very naturally, very enthusiastic, very excitable. You probably noticed. <laughs> and um, I find this sometimes if I'm not quite feeling it, I am the most relaxed person on a sales thing because you're right I'm going through the script I know exactly what I'm going to say I'm blah 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 is that the right word anyway plodding through it and um yeah I'm just a bit more chilled out and relaxed so but mindset matters 
Yeah. And one of the things that I learned, this is going back years ago in, in t- when I was managing a telesales team and it was smile and dial, smile and dial. And actually sometimes, you know, it's not quite the same sort of environment, but actually just slap a smile on your face, follow the script. And honestly, it, it will come back again. Your confidence will come back because, you know, when we talk about pricing, it's always about confidence. Um, and I always tell, tell people, look, just sell one client at 20 pound an hour if they say, you know, or 25, whatever it is. And trust me, once you've done that, that's it. You'll be able to sell at everybody at that price because you've suddenly got, oh, I can do this. Do you know, I probably approach it slightly differently. I'm really honest with people. I'm like, right, when you first pitch, might be 20, might be 24, might be whatever you don't believe in. I, I'm like, right, do it 10 times and expect 10 rejections. And when you've been through those 10 times, then I promise they're going to start saying yes. And it will be by 10, they will have had a yes. Um, But I I normally say, look, expect a lot of no's, just get out there and do it. And also, certainly, and I think you've you've said this in the past, is whenever we put our prices up, the first one, it's always a little bit nervous. (laughs) They're never going to pay that. It's going on in my head too. But you trust the script, you trust the process. And actually, the first one might not go for it they might go oh my goodness that's way more than I was expecting and I just said well what were you expecting <laughs> and because that's in the script <laughs> so it, it's much easier yeah do you know so so we talk a lot about believing in yourself and believing in your prices I'm going through exactly this in a, a slightly off topic um but on one of my other companies we sell a product and it's going up by one pound one pound which is nothing Oh my gosh, I don't even have to face-to-face sell. All I have to do is advertise it at that price. I'm terrified. Now I know this product will sell out no matter what, but you still go, oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. No one's ever going to question me, but you feel that internal, oh my goodness, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So there's a little bit there on, you know, conversion rate strategies. There's a few ideas. I have actually got in front of me 45 strategies just for improving your conversion rate. So there's loads of ways to do it. I'm going to share more tomorrow night in the, in the DSPIN masterclass. But in September, when we do our workshop, I'm going to share all 45 um, just conversion rate strategies. Give us a teaser now. What's the best one? Just one. My favourite My favorite is the, is having the sales process and the sales skill nailed, honestly, because it doesn't cost anything other than your time to get it right. So for me, that's my favourite. There are other ones in there, you know, about sort of having, you know, defining what makes you unique and smiling, building trust and rapport. None of those cost anything. And I'm always in favour of the free ones. And there's probably about 30 out of the 45 don't actually cost anything. I love it. I love a bit of rapport. Would you would you like some profit margin strategies? <laughs> yes, I would. So I've got 51 of those. So I've got 51. a lot. G- give me lot. one. Give me one. What profit? How am I going to increase my profit margin? <laughs> I'm what my profit margin is. Mm, on, is I should know. Should well, know. first of all, you need to know the what it is now so that you can then work on improving it. So the, the first one, my favorite, it's increase your prices. It's the easiest way to improve your profit margin. <laughs> Just do you think people stuff. are getting sick of us banging on about they that? They might one. be sick of us banging on okay. about it, but you know what? The whole industry needs to hear it over and over again because it feeds back into that confidence, doesn't it? And yeah, increase your prices because it's the the, the best way. And actually, I, I, there's a formula out there and I don't actually have it in front of me, but there's a formula out there that basically says you can increase your prices by 10% and you would have to lose a huge percentage of your clients to actually not make more money. You know, you could actually 
you know, if you're a solo cleaner and you increase your prices by 10%, you can work less hours and make the same money. What's not to like? (laughs) Do you know, I went through this with someone recently. I think they were charging like £17 an hour, not an insignificant amount. And they were making about £2 an hour profit. And I was like, if you put it up to 19, she was like, I'll lose a load of customers. I went, will you lose 50% of your customers? She was like, no. I was like, do it then because you will make more money by going up to 19 and losing 50% of your customers than you will at staying at 17 and being stressed out. She didn't have enough staff to cover the work. And I was like, just go up to 19, make the same amount of money for less stress. And um, it was groundbreaking. In what other industry is four pounds an hour acceptable? Because in every industry I've worked in, we're talking in the hundreds Um you know why are we accepting this yeah the other one of the other profit margin strategies you know over and above just putting your prices up which sounds really simple but i know everybody's got lots of barriers and reasons why not to do it but there are lots and lots of reasons to do it and one of the profit margin strategies is know your actual costs and i do think that actually spending some again this doesn't cost you anything to do this strategy it means you looking at your actual costs and being honest with yourself and thinking about the time that you spend going out quoting your insurance your cleaning products your cleaning equipment everything has a cost and often it's covered up for some reason half of the cost involved in actually delivering that cleaning service is just ignored so knowing what your costs actually are might then encourage you to put your prices up <laughs> so in on the DCBM website under free resources there is what's called a solo cleaner cost spreadsheet I think it's called um it's completely free and I remember when this got released what two three years ago I had a load of people come back to me and they went well it says I'm not making any money and I was like I'm not making any money then are you like check your numbers you're putting incorrectly the, the sheet works and they were like well you know I do make money I'm like not according to this you don't so however you're making money tell me and um we'll, we'll correct it they were horrified absolutely horrified yeah, um, provided the information put in is correct spreadsheets don't lie <laughs> no no numbers don't lie they tell you the truth about your business whether you like it or not and you know part of this you know knowing your actual costs it's not being frightened of the numbers because sometimes it's a bit like not going to the doctor because you think something's wrong with you a lot of the time in business people will avoid the numbers because they know something's not quite right but they'd I rather not know sometimes I don't think they know avoid the numbers well they might not avoid the numbers because it's not quite right but I think a lot of people don't feel confident or even know where to start with some of these numbers and calculations that's so normal so easy to you and I like as a doddle you know why would you not enter this calculation I think if you've never done the training then how do you even know where to start and a lot of people they're going to accountants um for really quite basic things you do not need to pay an accountant to tell you your business is making no money um so I kind of think that's what I love about the DCPN it gives you the basic things for free don't pay an accountant absolutely to find out your profit margins to do your year end so by their very nature they are there to tell you how you did last year you know it's too late it's too late yeah if you were making a loss that's all they're going to tell you or you you need to kind of know your numbers every like month every quarter you know I mean we measure ours daily and weekly but you know at least once a month you need to be having a look and projecting and and really and that's why you know for me these if you look at these five numbers and work on the ways to improve them you'll automatically make more money 
And therefore, that might actually free up your time to be looking at other areas of your business. So for me, profitability is not just about you making lots of money and you know taking lots of time off. Sometimes it will free you up to build a better business that you actually want. So profit is so important. Okay, let's have another tip on profit margin. Well, in domestic cleaning, I would say use commercial products because, you know, whether you're a solo cleaner or whether you've got a team, you know, I think most solo cleaners that use shop-bought products and are working, say, 25 to 30 hours a week spend more than my business, which is, you know, sizable in cleaning products every month because commercial cleaning products cost pennies (laughs) <laughs> per spray bottle, whereas you're going to pay at least a pound a bottle for something in B&M bargains or whatever. And actually, never mind the safety aspects, which we talked about before, it will save you a fortune. So have a look at ways that you can reduce the cost of materials. That's a really big profit margin strategy is just reduce your costs, know what they are, and then work on reducing them. And let's be honest, supermarkets are not exactly eco-friendly. You're going to have a fresh bottle every time. The plastic wastage is unreal. So yeah. Big message, stop using stop using supermarket products. The only reason you'd use that is if you were doing so little cleaning that you weren't a professional cleaner. And one other, you know, another good profit, profit margin strategy, which costs you nothing but your time, if you've got a team, is train them properly. You know, have a training <laughs> system. In, I know it, it sounds obvious, but you can't, if people just go out there without you training them thoroughly and knowing exactly how they're doing it, you're going to get complaints, you're going to get callbacks. You're going to get clients not paying you in full. There's going to be so many hidden costs in there that you probably haven't accounted for just because your team aren't trained well enough. Um, So that's that's actually a profit margin strategy is to make sure you've got good team training. Um, And, you know, we talked about increasing your prices, you know, but actually what about your other overheads, you know? Are you keeping things to a minimum? I think sometimes people are so keen to have an office and so keen to kind of, you know, expand and maybe they're not necessarily looking at their overheads long term and the effect that that has on the bottom line. So you're currently working from home. There are huge advantages to working from home. And if you need space, maybe it doesn't have to be an office straight away. You know, we worked out of a storage unit for about five years, so much cheaper than having an office. So maybe you, you could move some of it away from home, um, but not all of it to start with, just to keep your overheads low. Um, and the other thing, you know, this is around costs again, is keep an eye on your bank account and what's going out and what contracts you've signed up for. And, you know, software is fantastic, but you could easily spend a, 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 the cost of a full-time manager on software. Easily. We do. Absolutely. So, you know, I'm all for automation and we use, you know, we use different software in our business, but I'm also very keen that it has to be a return on investment. It has to be not costing my business more than if I paid somebody to to actually do that job. So just keep an eye on your overheads. And sometimes we sign up for things and then forget we signed up for them. Keep a Um, list. Yeah, it could be like, it might be the odd $7.99 here or $15.99 there. And you just forget that it's going out. And over a year, those soon add up. And, you know, even little things like, you know, has your mobile phone contract ended? And within that original contract, you were buying a mobile phone. The, the mobile phone company won't automatically reduce your contract to a SIM only. You have to ask them to. You're keeping the phone, get it reduced because that could save you 30 odd pound a month. Do you know what I think a lot of people waste money on? Trying different cleaning products. 
they yes. go out and they've got cupboards full of cleaning products. They've tried every single one. You can buy, like, really? Yeah. And the reality is as well, for regular domestic cleaning, you probably need three, four, maximum five products. You don't really need a car boot full of products. You just don't. It's like a security blanket, isn't it? I quite like it. I love to have like glass scrapers. I like the pink stuff, but it doesn't roll out properly. Anyway, I love a lot of these things, but I can't train. I can't train 20 different products. No. And also, you know, you have to keep control of your stock. You know, so we, you know, during COVID, we started using a lot more PPE. And at first we were just handing it out and then it would come back in the bottom of a vacuum bag, not used, but ruined. So we started handing them out in little black bags, all sort of like numbers allocated. So we had control of it again. So sometimes it's about controlling what you're using and not just about buying it a little bit cheaper, but making sure you know how much is being used and if it's being overused. You know, what's going on? You know, is it disappearing into your team's home? You know, how many microfiber cloths have gone missing? You know, I'm not saying that you measure every cloth, but it is important to keep an eye on these things because they cost money. Do you know what? I don't know how many cloths I must have lost over the years. Like, where have they gone? Do you know what's worse than that? We seem to steal cloths. How are you end up with extra cloths? one of our cloths, yeah. Ours are very set. You know, we buy them in bulk. They look identical. And I'm looking at one going, that is clearly not ours. But anyway. Yes, great ideas on profit margin there. Um, quite a few to go at. Like I said, there's, there's lots in there, you know, that you just need to sort of monitor the numbers. But for me, that the with these five numbers, they, the number of leads you generate, your conversion rate to clients, how much they spend, how often, and the, the profit margin. If you can increase each of those just by 10%, then, and you might increase one by 15 and one by five, so it might average out over it. But if you increase each one just by 10%, it will increase your profit by 61%. I love it. And most and of you, I could improve that by 10%. That's not difficult. I can put my prices up by 10%. That's it. Bang, profit margin done. I could generate 10 more leads. At, you know, I normally say I normally generate 100. I could gen- generate 10. Or if I normally generate five, I could generate six. You know, just improve each one by a little bit. And it gives such a massive difference to your profit margin that um, it's worth focusing on those five numbers just for that reason. I love this. I love this. And you know what I like when somebody normally comes along with a problem and they go, I'm not making enough money. Like we almost have to just go right. Tick, tick, tick. How are we doing each of these? And you can quite quickly identify the problem and where to go. Can't you? I love it. Where is the problem that we need to fix? Is it the profit margin? Is it you're not generating any leads? Is it you can't convert? Is it all your clients are paying you £30 a fortnight? You know, what is it that's that's going wrong in in those numbers? The meaning you're not making enough profit. So. Hope that's been helpful. I'm going to go into more detail on this tomorrow night. And then, yeah, in our workshop in September, so look on the DCBM website. We've got um, an amazing all-day workshop with Louise and I, and this is just one of the topics that we're going to talk about out of the four. And I'm so excited because we did one of these, the last cleaning show we didn't we in Manchester. Oh, the feedback was amazing. And do you know what I've loved seeing since? Um, obviously, everyone's business has done great. They've implemented a lot of these, but honestly, their businesses were pretty good anyway. The friendships that have been, I think that in itself has been worth it. Obviously, their topics were great. People took a lot from it, but I have loved watching the friendships they've met up. I never expected that kind of result from from our yeah, workshops, really. Obviously, I was in Southampton at the weekend and, and we had a South Coast meetup. And that is definitely my one of my favourite bits. My my passion is the online training library. That is my 
best, I think it's the best membership benefit. But in terms of the community, I love it. It's fantastic because no matter what type of business we have or where in the country we are, we all have the same challenges and we can help each other with them. So yeah, I love it. I love it. So yes, yeah, so our four topics. Do you have the four topics? The four I have the four topics. The first session, and I think I think this is one of Louise's um, favorites, is are you a cleaner, a manager, or an investor in your business? Mm, <laughs> so there's gonna be a lot of lot of good discussions around that. And the second topic is is what we talked about today. Five numbers you can change to make 61% more profit. And then session three, it's another one of our favorites, which is getting your team to love you. <laughs> You're too lovely, Louise. I gave them iced water yesterday, the hottest day of the year. I froze an entire pack. I put it in my chest freezer and rocked up and gave them. I don't know if it helped. I don't think they loved me because they were going out to work on the hottest day of the year. So probably not. <laughs> I gave mine the day off, so they probably love me a little bit more this week, but probably not next week. Anyway, session four is going to be all about personal branding and how to monetize it. So that's going to be an interesting one. And I'm sure Ren, you'll be sharing some of what you've learned from your beekeeping business and some of the viral posts that yeah. you so I, I obviously been working really close and I work with um, Emily as well. And um, both of us are being approached an awful lot by um, people trying to buy some of our content. We've done an awful lot of video marketing, video content. Um, it's quite interesting as you start to monetize it. It's something I've been studying an awful lot. Do you go for ads? Do you go, actually, how do I sell with this? How do you work with partners? You know, what is your brand? And the thing I've struggled with most, and I think I've expressed this to you quite a lot, Diane, is who actually am I online? Because it's not always real. Exactly, yeah. And I suppose that's where the personal branding comes in. Sometimes it's, well, do I really want to put my head above? Do I want to stay behind my logo? Um, but actually, you know, if you really want to grow a business, it kind of is a little bit about you, at least to start with. So, yeah. And, and that's yeah. the thing, actually. Is it about I, 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 I? Is it about me or is it about we in this business and you sort of become the team or, you know, you anyway. Anyway, we'll cover that in quite a lot of detail. I love a bit of personal branding. Really yeah so that's on the 16th of september isn't it but yeah if you go to our website you can see all the events on there including that one and um, we're going to be going to the cleaning show the next day so yeah it'd be a really really good weekend Looking and this to. is the cleaning expo in stonely on the 17th of september 17th. Yeah. i don't know when it is it's in my diary <laughs> the cleaning expo on the 17th and then home on the sunday <laughs> and we're all staying over in a hotel aren't we having a nice dinner uh, it's a nice hotel isn't it yeah, quite swanky. Yeah, so um, it should, should be a nice weekend. Perfect. A few drinks, not too many, and uh, we'll have great fun. Perfect. All right, I'll see you again next week. Yeah, thanks, Louise. Bye. <laughs> Bye.